Thank you for connecting to this podcast from Faith Renewed Outreach Center. We hope that it's an encouragement to you today. For more information, check us out online at faithrenewed.org. Let them know you appreciate them. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Again, thank you to all the first responders and their families who were able to be a part of this day. Uh, you guys have to be the ones who, uh, who are at home a lot of times uh, you know, without them because they're out service. So thank you for uh, sharing uh, your, your spouses and family members with us. And so uh, thankful for that. Um, one of the things we like around here also is, is, is the Bible. And so we believe the Bible. So if, if you've got a Bible, turn to the book of Hebrews chapter 7. Hebrews chapter 7. First responders, you can get vocal around here. Uh, it's okay. I mean, just I know it's, you know, I, I remember I, I used to serve in department with some of you, you know, I, I know how you guys are and how, how crazy things can get. So, uh, so we don't have to come here and be quiet. We can, we can get excited. So, uh, but Hebrews chapter 7 is what we're going to uh, read today. We're going to start there. Got a few verses uh, that we want to read. Uh, we're going to start in verse 25, and um, then we'll pray. We'll share a few things to every person that's here today, and uh, I believe this message, again, is for, this is for all of us today. This is a message for each of us in this room today. So whether we can celebrate uh, that we've responded or we can do this, respond today to what God has done and then celebrate. So uh, it, it works both ways. So but Hebrews chapter 7, verse 25 says this. It says, therefore, he is also able to save. Amen. I'm so thankful. And if you don't have your Bible, this will be on the screen for you. It says that he is able to save to the uttermost those who come to God through him, since he always lives to make intercession for them. And we know this is talking about our Lord and our Savior, Jesus. And so verse 26 says, For such a high priest was fitting for us who was holy, harmless, undefiled, separate from sinners, and has become higher than the heavens, who does not need daily as those high priests to offer up sacrifices, first for his own sins and then for the people's, for he did once for all when he offered up himself. Wow. We'll talk about that in a second, but he is the ultimate sacrifice. And it says in verse 28, it says, For the law appoints as high priests men who have weaknesses, but the word of the oath which came after the law appoints the Son, that's Jesus, who has been perfected forever. Wow. Thank you, Lord. Let's pray. Let's just talk to him and thank him for being the ultimate sacrifice for us. God, we just thank you today, Lord, for, for every person who's in this room today, God, for each person you brought here today. And uh, God, we just pray your blessings upon them today. God, I'm thankful for every family, every family member, Lord. Thankful for every first responder who, who's here today to celebrate. And I uh, thank you for their service. But God, Lord, we thank you for your son, Jesus, and we thank you for the ultimate gift, the ultimate response that was given to our greatest need. And so, God, we just celebrate that today, worship you, and I pray, Father, that every heart in this room will be open today to your word. Every, every spirit, God, will be open today to receive, Lord, in truth, God, what that you have for us to say, Lord, and hear. And we just thank you for it. We give you praise for all that you're doing. In Jesus' mighty name, amen, amen, amen. Gomer! Gomer, you got a fire going on in here. Wake up! You got a fire! 
Shazam! A fire! Fire! Get some water! Some water! Where's the water? shows of all time. Uh, if, if you don't like Andy Griffith, altars will be open today. Uh, anytime during this message, you can come and, and make, get, make things right. But, uh, but, but think for a moment, and some of you young people was like, why was that in black and white? I never, they, they used to be that way, you know, it was crazy. Yes, yeah, things have come a long ways. But uh, ha, have you ever rescued someone? And, uh, and I know some of these guys in here, I can actually raise their hand. Or, or let me ask this, have you ever been rescued by someone? I mean, uh, that's, that is, it's, it's amazing to think about that, uh, that literally um, there are people out there who are putting their life on the line and that we're being rescued. And uh, it, it's, it's, it's an interesting thing that, that Gomer was in some serious trouble if Andy hadn't come along. I mean, it's just, I mean, it was going to get ugly. I mean, he had already got in that relaxed mode, and he was in that place, and smoke began to fill up the room. And, and so he was in some serious trouble if Andy hadn't come along. And it's, and, it's, and it's pretty cool that you see a response to being saved. And uh, if you've ever seen that episode, basically it kind of goes like this. Gomer spends the rest of the episode washing his windows, cleaning his house, getting on his nerves because he's always around, always, every time he turns around, there's Gomer, and he's in his face, and he's always... But literally, this became his response to being saved. There is. There should, I believe, a response to us if we've ever been saved or rescued. It just, it just should... Just, something should come out of us. We should, in some way, want to turn around and honor and respect and, and be thankful and appreciative to the one who saved us. Now, here was the big, the big problem that, that Gomer had. Gomer tried to pay Andy back for his rescue. 
Now, this is, the, this is a big thing here. This is where we have to understand that he couldn't pay him back for what he did for him. He can honor him and thank him and show his appreciation to him, but you can't pay someone back for that. And it's the same way with Christ. When Christ comes and when he rescued us, and, and today if you've ever been rescued by Jesus, if you've ever been rescued by Christ, we can't pay him back. Uh, we can't because it was a gift that was given to us. It was something that, that he just gave to us because he loved. Now, we have to receive that, and we have to respond to his gift and receive what has been offered, but we can never pay him back. And so it's interesting. I think a lot of times we think that we come to Christ, and then that becomes this free gift. We get saved. We understand that he come and rescued us from our sin, and then we do this. A lot of times we think we have to do certain things to either stay saved. We have to do, we have to do certain things to show our appreciation for the salvation, but what we should do is this. We should honor him, but always remember that it was a gift. And when we get to heaven, nobody will be able to get to heaven, look around, and be able to say, I'm here because of what I did. Nobody. We'll always have to just understand and recognize what he done for us. And so it is an amazing thing, but when you rescue someone to think about someone's life being in your hands. I was on the fire department. I had been on the fire service for, oh man, just a very short time. Um, and I had our first structure fire. Um, a structure fire is where you actually have a structure that's burning. This is more than just a grass fire or something. This is actually a structure. And so we went through what we called rookie school. Didn't have some of the great in-depth training that goes along today. We had about, I think it was a three-week rookie school we went on and went through. Then we got placed and we had this on-the-job training with the city. And it was literally just a a few short weeks or maybe a month when they had our first real structure fire. I remember the tone came in and it was on Crescent Avenue, right off of Gusher Road. This is a big area, some very nice, fine homes. And we rushed in and we got and we went into this home and uh, it was upstairs. I remember going upstairs. I remember walking into the room and it started. It was in a closet and we went in and we got the fire put out and the entire place was full of smoke. And if you've ever watched the movies on uh, fire, it's nothing like that. I mean, literally, you guys can, can, can attest to this. I mean, you know, it shows the guys on the movies that they're running around and they're, you know, hiding the trophy pose and, and they're doing all this kind of stuff. But literally, when it gets crazy, you're down. And you're crawling and you're going. And this is what happened that day. We got the fire put out, but the smoke had completely filled the room. And I looked over and I saw one of our fellow firefighters, a guy named Mike, who came on just a few weeks before I did in the rookie school prior to mine. And Mike did this. Mike got very excited about this being one of our first structure fires. And he ran into the fire without his mask. And so uh, I, I looked over and we saw him and he was trying to, he was trying to get a window up and it still is vivid. It's years ago, but I see this in my mind. He was trying to get this window up and he was trying to get his breath. And this, and this guy might was about three times the size of me. He was a big dude. And I mean, he was, he was there and we saw him. I kind of just saw him across the room, kind of just kind of fade. And I was like, oh, man. And here I am, a rookie. And I'm like, man, I'm like, what am I supposed to do? And so myself and another one of the guys, we got over and we got Mike out. And we pulled him and we got him, to, got him, got him safely out of the house. We got him down. Uh, first responder EMS came out and they actually put him on, on oxygen and helped him get back and all this kind of stuff. Thankfully, it was just, it was just a cool, uh, awesome thing. And I was waiting on Mike to start washing my truck cleaning my windows. Uh, he did none of those things. I don't even know if he even said thank you uh, at, at any point of that time. But, but if you think about literally saving someone's life, that's a big deal. And so today we're going to talk about rescuing and, and understanding today that we all need to be rescued. 
This is huge. Uh, this, is, this is a big deal. So again, uh, if Andy had not come along, Barney was in trouble. And, I mean, Gomer was in trouble. And so we're going to see today that we all have this great need for the one who responded first. And his name was Jesus. Amen. Let's, uh, we're going to talk about that today. So I'm going to give you three things. Uh, if, if, if you're taking notes, write this down. And uh, if you don't take notes, just, just write this down, if you would. And um, these are uh, three points I want to share with you about the greatest rescue story that's ever happened. This is it. This is the greatest rescue story that ever happened. This is my life story. This is your life story if you, have never, if, you, if you accepted Jesus' gift of grace called salvation. This can be your life story if you've never accepted that gift. Today, this can be the opportunity for you to receive the greatest gift ever given. And this is the greatest rescue story ever given by the one who came and gave his life. That was, his name was Jesus. And it says this. In our text today, we kind of saw, uh, I kind of jumped in and started kind of giving a few verses, but didn't give much history. Just a quick history on what's going on there. Back in the Old Testament, even into the New they saw that there was a need for sacrifice. And uh, because of the sin that had come in and to the earth, and they would have this, they would have high priests who would represent them and their sin, the people. And so the high priest would do this. The high priest would have to, first of all, offer up a sacrifice for their sin. That's what, that's what the scripture is talking about here. And so what they would do is they would offer up a sacrifice so that they could go into the presence of God and then offer up the sacrifice for the people. It's kind of, kind of you know, again, a lot of, a lot of religion, a lot of, lot of, you know, ceremonial things. Again, it was required, it was needed. And so they would come in, they would make the sacrifice for their sin, walk into the presence of God, or literally kind of crawl in on many occasions, and make the sacrifice for the people, and then you would watch this happen. And then they would be atoned for a season of time their, their sin had been paid for. But we see in Hebrews talking about someone named Jesus who did this. He came, and he did not have to offer up any sacrifice for his sins. Amen. It was because he was without sin. And so it did this. It said that in the text, it said all of these other priests would die. And that's what would happen. And literally, at some point in their life, every person in this room is going to leave here and, and they're going to go somewhere, someplace. It's just going to happen unless Jesus opened up and comes and, and, and receives those who are ready. I mean, that's just going to take place. We're going to die. That was good news today. I'm glad you came to hear that. I know that was worth the, the price of a mission right there. So, but just think today, but this is what's happened. And so these priests were going to die. But the scripture says this. It says that Jesus, he would never die again. He already did that. He did it one time. He defeated death. He defeated hell. He defeated the grave. And it says now that he came and he is the high priest. He is the one who comes in and offers. And that same verse in Hebrews 7, 25 in the message says this. He came to do this. He said he came to save everyone who comes to God through him. He's always on the job to speak up for them. I like that. That's the message. It says this. It says he came to save everyone who comes to God through him. And he's always on the job to speak up for them. I mean, I know you guys, you work 24, you get 48 off. Uh, police officers, a little bit different schedule, I, I, I believe. Uh, uh, but just think about this, guys, if you were always on duty. Come on, man. Just think about if you never, anybody in this room, thankfully most of you today were able to punch a clock or able to time in and time out, and you're off. But it says this. It says Jesus is always on the job. He's always ready, and he's ready to rescue and to save everyone that comes to God but they have to come through him. 
because he is God. He's Jesus. So, so we're going to talk about a few things. The first one is this. Number one is that we all need to be rescued. Period. I mean, that's it. We all need to be rescued. The term definition of word rescue is this, to save from danger or distress. The truth is, guys, we're all in danger. Wow. We're all in danger. We're all in deep distress without Jesus. If, if, if some of you today and you're wondering why we raise your hands or why we clap and we praise the Lord, it's because we know, we remember being in that deep place. We remember being in that horrible place. We remember someone coming and rescuing us and bringing us out. And so our praise and our worship and honoring, of, and it goes to him. It wasn't a gomer trying to pay him back. But it was this, it was a love that was a showing of a thanksgiving to the one who came in and rescued us. And we all need to be rescued. Now, we're living in, down here in the south, and we have this uh, Bible belt, and we're in the buckle of it, some say, or whatever. And uh, we, have, we have a lot of folks who just think this. They think if we're good, then we go to heaven. I just, it's, I mean, again, we be good. We should. Let him be good through you. But that's not it. It doesn't work that way. I know a lot of people who think that they do good deeds and they, they respond to fires and they respond to police. Or they give to the poor. And they do these things. We should do all those things that God's called us to do. We should be giving. We should be loving. It should just be what we do. But listen, none of those things earn us the right to receive Jesus. It doesn't matter how good you can be. It doesn't matter if you get up and, and you do every little thing that you should do in your checklist that day and you're able to lay your head on your pillow at night and rest easy and just lay down and think, man, I did it all today. Listen, now the truth is we all need to be rescued. And the hardest people to rescue are the ones that don't realize their need to be rescued. It's horrible. And I, I've seen this. This is tough. And you see this a lot of times when the hurricane comes during hurricane season. We'll see the, the news. And in this media age that we have, there's so much coverage everywhere with all the technology and stuff that we have on the phones. It just seems like everything is being placed out there today. But you see these guys, when the hurricanes begin to come around and the season begins to happen, they have the technology today to recognize when things are coming. There are some things that just happen so quick, but it's, it's amazing that they have this technology and they'll go into towns and will do this. They'll tell them, you need to leave this town. You need to get up and you need to go. And you'll see this. It's sad. You see some of those guys who will do this and you'll, you'll see them on the news and, and they, maybe they've wrote out so many certain ones and they get on there and they'll say, man, I survived the one back in 1987 or, I, I, man, you got to be forgetting. I, I was around in 73 and I was able to do this. And it's hard to rescue those people because they think this. They think they're invincible. You know, it's kind of one of those things, as I'm, I'm getting older, I realize I'm not. Young people, let me just go help you now. You're not. Uh, we're, we're, we're just not invincible. We have a need to be rescued. We have a need to be, to be uh, pulled out of the danger that we're in. And I know a lot of times they say, well, I, I'm okay. Everything's good. I, I'm all right. I'm going to be okay. But listen, listen, we're all in need of rescue. If you haven't been pulled from danger or distress, today you're on the edge. Today, there is something that's coming that you need to be pulled from. There's something that, that and there today, there's one who can save you from that. We can, he can rescue us. But it's, it's crazy. No, no, I don't, I don't need this. Romans 3.23 says this. The scripture says that, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Wow, hear that. For all have sinned. Well, yes, but I've made up for it because I did these good things. Now listen, you can't make up for it by doing good things. Should you do the good thing again? 
Yes, please do as often as possible. I mean, do those things. But listen, you can't pay for this because we're all in need and we're all in this place. And I remember this. I was um, early on, again, in my, t- my time in fire service, we had one of the largest fires still in this area at that time. It was in the uh, early 90s. I believe it was uh, Hidden Lake Apartments caught on fire. And I was, we were the second alarm that day to respond to the Hidden Lake Apartments. And it was, it was neat. Uh, if, if you want to put up just a couple of those pictures, I gave a couple of pictures. And so uh, remember, this is, a tech, this is when technology was, was not as good as it is now. Some of y'all's phones take better pictures than this. Um, <clears throat> this is just a few. Uh, you can uh, take it to the next one. Just let it pause for just a second. Wow. There were, uh, I believe, 21 units that burnt that day. Um, and uh, and it, was, it was amazing. You can tell us back in the day, man, look at that outfit she's got on. <laughs> Dude, I said, well, it's coming back too, man. Y'all get, get ready. It's coming, everything comes back around. But, you know, that was still that was back in the day. But it was amazing. Uh, myself and, and Mark Jones, who was, who was a lieutenant now, I believe he was maybe a captain uh, with, with the Greenville City, uh, at that time, uh, we were the last ones who actually went in and was doing an interior attack on this fire. We didn't know it. Everybody else had done pulled out. We were in there. The floor actually dropped out in front of us. We were treated when we got out, and then we realized the magnitude of what was going on. This place was going crazy. It was burning uncontrollable. It was like a big matchbox, and, and it didn't have the things. It wasn't designed and made in a way that this thing could be put out very easy. And so it began to spread. And I didn't find this out till later. And, of course, you know, you kind of think about it, but they were going door to door telling those who were asleep. This was during the middle of the night. They were going door to door, knocking on the door and beating on the door to get these people up and to let them know this is coming. Wow. And it's, and it's you know, we're like, well, yeah, that's just what we should do. That's just the kind of polite and nice thing to do. I mean, you know, if that's coming our direction. Shouldn't we knock on the door and go tell them? And yeah, but... Truth is this, we all need rescuing, spiritually speaking. We're all in danger. Again, I'm here to give you good news today, but there has to be good news because there's bad news. I mean, you got to think about this because, again, there's danger coming, and we all have to respond. And, and again, we can't, we can't earn this, and we can't be good enough. Matter of fact, the Scripture says this, what we deserve and earn is this. Romans 6.23 says that the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. That is what we deserve. We deserve death because, again, we're sinners. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. And, again, he gives that. And today, listen, please understand, if you haven't been rescued, today you need to be rescued by Jesus. And the good news is this. Number two is this, that Jesus came to rescue all. He did. He literally, he came to rescue all. Romans 5, 8 through 10 says this, but God demonstrates his own love towards us and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than having now been justified by his blood, we shall be uh, saved from wrath through him. Hear the rescue? Hear the salvation that comes through Christ? He says this, he says, for if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God. Through the death of his son, much more having been reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. Wow. I mean, you hear this? We shall be saved by his life. This is, again, this is a situation that we have to come, and only Jesus can respond to our greatest need. Only him. Again, I, I'm thankful for everyone who is in, in, in the uh, first responder business and thankful for every person who goes out and serves and does all these things. But there's a need in each of us that only one can respond to. 
It was Jesus. And it was to our greatest need. And we see in Scripture that it had to be him. And I love something that kind of hit me as I was studying for this message. Revelation 22, 13 says this. He said, I am the Alpha and the Omega. I'm the beginning and the end. I'm the first and the last, man. He is the first responder. He's the last responder. He's the beginning. He's the end. He's the only one who could come and rescue us from our situation. He's the only one who could ever come and rescue us from our trouble and our distress. His name's Jesus, man. And it has to be him. Tell your neighbor, he's talking about Jesus. Tell him. That's who he's talking about today. We have to see this today. Jesus came to rescue all. But here's some, here's some news, and we have to face this today. Not all will respond. Not all will respond. And that's tough. Um, Romans 10, 13 says this. He says, for everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Everyone, every person who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. If we call on him, if we turn to him and we, re, we receive this. And, and, and what's amazing that I love is that God is here by his spirit right now. I've heard people say, i got to go to this foreign country, and then we get up on this big high mountain and say, you can't tell me there's not a God. That's cool. And I've, I've been in some of those situations and seen those certain things, and it is amazing. And you look out and you go, wow, you can't tell me there's not a God. But you can't tell me there's not a God here today with us. He's here right now by his spirit. Scripture says if we come together in his name, he's here. So he's with us today, and we can call on him, and we can do this, but it's sad. And we have this 911 setup system that you call, and, and it's amazing. You make the call, and then Jesus' response time to our call is amazing. When we were with the city, we, our goal was to have a three-minute response time. What, what is modern cities? Do you all have a certain goal? Three minute, they have a three-minute response time. And that was a goal. And so for us, I remember uh, when I got, you know, kind of promoted to an engineer was driving and stuff. That was just a fun thing, man. You know, you had in your mind your goal to be the other station who may be responding. And again, I was young. And so we're trying to get there. But we had this response time that we tried to keep down to three minutes. And this is what's awesome about Jesus. When you call, he responds. Immediately. When we call, he responds. And then he comes. And so here's the thing. When Jesus comes to our rescue, when he comes, when we make the call, he comes onto the scene, he shows up, he has this gift, whether it's, it's, uh, it's someone to help someone who was in hurt or who's being you know, in a situation, maybe a, a distress or abuse or whatever, someone shows up like our, like our law enforcement and helps those situations. They're coming up and they're pulling up. There may be someone who's helping to respond to the house fire and they're pulling the, the hose or whatever it is. Listen, listen, Jesus comes up and he has what we need. He has it all. I've seen some EMTs that are with us today, and, and, and it's, it's one of those things where they come and they respond. And, and what's tough is this, what's sad is this, that a lot of times we recognize and even see our need, and then he comes onto the scene, he shows up, and then we do what happens a lot of times. I remember going on calls, and literally we get the call, the tone comes in, we go out, and I know you guys have faced this, you go out onto that scene, into that situation, and then they do this once you get there, they refuse treatment. I mean, you know what I'm talking about? I mean, and you're going, wait a minute, you call me, I was watching a good movie. The ball game race was on, man. I had to get up, come down here, and then now you're going to refuse me? Are you serious? I mean, you think about this, and, but it happens. They come up, and then you look to them. They're called you. You come, and then you come onto the scene, and you're looking, and they're in distress, and they need it. And then you have to tell them, and you have to look. You're going to have to sign this if you refuse. 
This went to be documented and proven and true. It's shown that you refuse this. And it's, it's, it's kind of like today what I, I kind of felt when I was reading Scripture and looking at what's here. Listen, he has everything that he needs to help us and pull us out. But we have to respond to that. Now listen, all it is is, is receiving it. The gift by grace. All of these guys, man, when they came up, we placed something in their hands, man, and they just received that and, and said thank you. And, and that's what that is. That's what salvation is, receiving. And then we do this. Again, we don't pay him back. We just live a life of honoring him and trying to walk that out and showing our appreciation and our gratitude towards it. But again, because it's only what he, can, he did for us. And we have to see this today as our need. Ephesians 2.1 says this. It says, And he made alive who were dead in trespasses and sins. Man, I mean, you have to see this, that we were dead until he comes on the scene. And if he's come on the scene, he's pulled you out, man, you're alive today, and you're going to experience life forever only through Christ. And then we see this later on in that same uh, book. It says in verse 8, For by grace you have been saved through faith, not of yourselves. It is a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Like I said, when we get to heaven, there's nobody going to say, I got here because of me. We got here because of him. And we got here because we did this. We said, I'm going to respond. I'm going to, there, there has to be a response given. In the, and it literally becomes, yes, I receive it or I refuse it. Pastor, is it really that? Yeah, we make a choice. Make a decision. And that's one thing that Christ did, and God loved us enough, and He gave us a free will. That's what's so awesome about having a relationship. This is why He loves to spend time with you, because He knows if you're spending time with Him, He didn't make you. He allowed you to. And then we come in response to that and we spend this time with him because we need this. And I tell you, and it's, and it's, it's tough. We're coming up and we have several that are out today for you know, certain situations. And we had some that called and said, man, this sickness was going on. I know it's going on right now. We're getting ready to enter into the, the great flu season. And, uh, and yeah, and uh, we're getting ready to go into that time. And, and I, there's debates now about flu shots, whether you have them, don't have them, and all that kind of stuff. But I thought it was kind of interesting when I was reading about the flu shots. The flu shots are this. The flu shots is they give you a shot of the dead virus. That encouraging, man. All right, you're getting ready to hold, you hold your arm out and you let them shoot dead virus in you, man. Some of you are like, man, sign me up for that one. Uh, I mean, and so that's what they do. They shoot this dead virus into your body, but it does this. It tricks your body. And so it is able to do this. When, when the virus comes around, the living virus comes around, because this substitute, some call it a counterfeit or whatever it may be, has been injected into you, it does this. It causes your body to push off and reject the virus. And I was thinking about this, and it was just, just kind of hitting me that I think a lot of times we've done this. I think we've rejected the real thing because we've had the substitute. And the enemy loves to do this. He loves to do it. He loves to get you to think because you're a member of a church, you're saved. He loves to get you to think that if you come often and you, you give your tithe to him and you, you give offering and you're serving in ministry, he loves to get you to think, man, yeah, that's good. And because he's trying his best to do everything he can to get you to reject the real thing. And listen to me. I want you to understand this today. It is not religion that can get you saved. It's a relationship with a living God who loves you passionately. He loves you so much that he gave his son for you. And that is the only thing that can ever save us is his love. And he is the only one who can ever do this. And this requires this, our response to his gift. 
It, re- it requires this. It requires us opening up and saying, yes, that's me. I received this. And, and, uh, and it's tough. I, there's a, gr- there's a, there's a good friend of mine. He, he did this. He actually served in ministry for many years. He was part of a ministry. He was part of a church. He, he was a part of a staff member on a church, and he had done this for years. He grew up in the church. Literally, he grew up in the church. He cut his teeth on the pews, and he was part of it. He knew Sunday school. He knew the Bible. He grew mac- glue macaroni on a little paper plate during VBS. He did all that stuff, man. He did all those things, and he came, and he came to this place in his life. He was on the stage in ministry during a service. And someone began to share the good news that I'm sharing today, that Jesus came to rescue them from their sin. And he began to share. And just something inside of him, it was the Holy Spirit, it just began to respond and, and, and began to just, just somehow to speak to his heart. And he let him know this. He let him know that you've, been have, you've had a substitute for too long. And you can have a real relationship with me. And as he was up in age, already serving in ministry, already a part of a church, already doing all these things that you do in church, he responded to the gospel. And he accepted Jesus into his life, man. And he's never been the same again. Listen, I don't want to ask you today if you come here weekly or if this is your first time. My question to you today is, have you responded to Jesus? And have you responded to the thing that has been given to you? And I'll say this, and it's tough. It's hard. It it is one of the hardest things. And I, I know I've been sharing a lot of life stories just because I can connect. The first time I went on a call, and we responded to someone who was in need physically. And we went out, and this person was in distress. They were in danger. And myself and my officer, we went in, and we began to do uh, medical treatment on this person. And it was very sad. It was very tough because what happened was this person didn't respond to what we were offering. And that's tough. It's hard. Now, this guy who was with me, he's an officer. He has a lot of years. And again, so he was able to do this. I rem- just crazy the things that stick in your mind. I remember I went to Burger King that day, and we picked up uh, the lunch. And I was, again, your rookie, and you go do those things. And so I went, and I picked up the meal, and I came back, and we had just sat down. And we took a bite of that sandwich. And I remember, I remember it so vividly. And the call went off, and we went. And we went to this call, and we went, and we did everything we could to bring this person back. And there was no response. And I came and got back in the truck and we, we tried to comfort a family and folks came in and we got back to the station. I'll never, I'll never forget it. The officer went and he sat back down. And again, I guess this is what time can do for you or whatever. But he sat back down that day and got his whopper, pulled it out of the microwave, put it on the plate and just began to eat. I'm sitting there, man, 19-year-old kid. And I was going, man, somebody just died in front of me. How do you eat? And I'm just, I'm struggling with this. That was tough. And I realized then that, again, there's just something in you that just is harder to, you know, to connect. And again, this person, again, had a lot of time. I'm not faulting to say he wasn't a great person. He was a great person. But I was like, man, how do you do this? And as a minister today, you know something, that feeling I still get when I see people who have rejected the gospel, who the, the, the message has been given and the response has been laid out and you're there and everything's been placed before you. And listen, they do this. They reject it. They refuse a treatment or our attempt was given. 
and no response was given back. It's tough. It's tough. That's tough as a pastor. It's hard. Some of you guys who do go out every day and you do this and you see certain things, those situations, things get vivid in your mind. It's tough. But today, here's the good news. We're here today because of the free gift God gave us called breath today. We're breathing in and out. And he's given us the, res- the opportunity today to receive and respond to his love. He's here. Not he's coming one day and then I'm going to one day accept and one day I'm going to respond. Now listen, he's here right now. So I want you to do this. I just want you to bow your heads and close your eyes. and Just every person right there where you're sitting in, in this moment, I just want to ask you this question. Have you responded to Jesus? We all need to be rescued. He came to rescue all. But we have to respond.